Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at inspireddisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Wrath of Man, the new Guy Ritchie film that came out last year, I'm sure. It seemed like it was one of those first movies that came out when the pandemic first started to dip and people started to pretend like things were back to normal. Uh, which they're still not. It's just people have gotten better at ignoring the fact that people are dying constantly. But uh, Wrath of Man, Guy Ritchie, probably my least favorite Guy Ritchie film. Although, to be honest, I haven't seen all of his movies. Uh, It feels like he hit it out of the park with his first two films, Lock, Stock, and Smoking Barrels, Two Smoking Barrels, and Snatch both of which I love, have revisited multiple times. Uh, they hold up. And even the the somewhat recently, a few years ago, he came out with The Gentleman. I appreciated that. That, that one harkened back to those days of Snatch and uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. This movie is just your standard action B movie. Uh, just so happens to star Jason Statham, just so happens to have Josh Hartnett in it, uh, probably the two biggest stars in this film, uh, that are completely wasted, completely wasted. Uh, Josh Hartnett, 100%, no reason for him to be in this movie. He is so much of a side character. I kept waiting like, you know that thing where you're watching a bad movie and there's only a couple actors that you recognize in the whole movie, right? And you assume one of those two actors that's like starts off as like a side character is going to somehow become a big part of this story. Uh, so that's what I thought was going to happen with Josh Hartnett's character in this movie. Uh, let me spoil it for everybody. Does not happen. Does not happen at all. Uh, He is so far from being uh, a major player in this movie, it is confusing. It is almost like there was another movie that was filmed and they just cut out all of his parts uh, to to make this movie the steaming pile of shit that it is. Um, This is a armored car robbery movie focuses very much on this company who's an armored car service. Uh, which Jason Statham ends up working for. Uh, And uh, there's a lot of robberies based in L.A. Uh, Apparently, armored trucks get robbed on the daily in L.A. According to this movie, uh, it happens all of the time. And this armored car service has a cubic buttload of employees. A lot of employees. Uh, this movie, like I said, set in L.A., barely feels like L.A. It really, like, like Guy Ritchie really found all of the buildings in L.A. to make this movie feel like it was filmed on the East Coast. All of the accents that these actors, who are primarily from England, Scotland, not the U.S., are horrible. Like, usually, people from England have amazing American accents. Like, they're really good. By far better than the Americans who try to do British accents. 
or Scottish accents or all the action, accents that are overseas. Uh, very noticeably bad in general when Americans try to attempt that. And in the other way, in the other direction, whether they're from Australia, whether they're from the UK, generally immaculate, almost impossible to tell. Every single one of these characters, it was very noticeable they do not speak the American accent naturally. There are words throughout that they say wrong. There are terms throughout that, that do not be, that are not sold. Nobody calls a guy from Britain limey. Nobody uses the term limey in the United States. But in this movie, all of these dudes from L.A. and women from L.A. speak with, like, East Coast kind of accents that have, like, Scottish kind of leaking through, that have, like, U.K. leaking through, like, they dip in and out of their accents. But they also are doing the wrong dialect for L.A. Like, nothing about this movie feels like L.A. except for a burrito truck scene. That's just, there's this burrito truck down this, like, random alleyway in an industrial area, right, that's painted immaculately with, like, red bandana aesthetics. Like, this is the burrito truck from the Bloods, 100%. And are clearly, this movie was written by somebody who's never ordered a burrito, right? This, this movie... Jason Statham orders a burrito like people order beer in bars in movies. He's like, two burritos, please. You know how many different kinds of burritos exist in the world of burritos? You know, just go and order two burritos. Not that that's like the biggest problem with this movie is the burritos. But it's just on top of everything. It's like, it, this is a movie set in L.A., that has zero L.A. elements to it, aside from some skyline shots and so, uh, one shot that had an insane amount of... It must have been foggy that day, but I think it was supposed to make it look like the smog that, that covers L.A. Just, it felt like somebody that had never been to L.A. in their life doing a movie about L.A. So a lot of problems. A lot of problems. The storytelling, kind of interesting. A little interest, like the only interesting part of this movie is this little storytelling, this way they tell this story in like they show this this one specific robbery from multiple angles. Right. There's this it starts off. The movie starts off. And the first angle you see of this armored car robbery is from inside the armored car as if you're a, like a fly in the on the wall inside of this armored car. And you don't see what happens. You're just hearing the banter of the driver, the, t the two people in the, you know, up in the, the front of the, the armored car. And then you see, like, the people outside as they're about to hijack it, right? Which, by the way, horrible writing, horrible acting. Like, the banter feels like two extras improving. Like, two people that have never improved a conversation before improvising a conversation because they need these characters to act like humans and speak for a bit before this heist happens. Bad. Bad. But then interesting. Then it's like, oh, then it's like uh, this robbery that takes place and we don't really see a whole lot. Like, a lot of things are happening outside. That was interesting. 
And then you see it from different angles. And every time they kind of revisit it, it adds a little bit more context and it, it makes you reframe the whole situation in general. So I appreciate that stuff. But everything else was bad. The Many Faces is an ongoing abstract ink portrait series that I started many years ago. I release a new face every day. But go to inspireddisorder.com to check them out. So many available. But as a listener to The Ray Taylor Show, you can save 10% when you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out. So go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF. That stands for The Many Faces. Go check them out. Browse the entire collection. And when you decide on a piece or maybe multiple pieces, make sure you use coupon code INSPIRED when you check out. And you'll save... 10% as a big thank you for checking out my work, for collecting my work, and for listening to The Ray Taylor Show. And with that said, let's get back to the show. The accents are bad. Josh Hartnett is wasted in this movie. His accent is what the fuck is going on? Like if Josh Hartnett just spoke and didn't try to put on any kind of accent... Like he was just speaking. It would be like a California. My memory of Josh Hartnett when he speaks in movies is just a, gen, just a general American accent. You know, like he's indistinguishable from anywhere. But in this one, he's doing like an accent. Like he's from somewhere in the U.S. Which doesn't make any Like everybody is doing a bad accent in this movie. And even characters that like it's so bad I'm sweating right now. Like, it makes me so angry at the accents that are, that are happening that, that water is being just, like, forced out of my forehead. But super East Coast vibe, bad accents, waste of Josh Hartnett. The burrito thing was, like, nobody, like, they don't, like, I mean, even just go and say, oh, give me a bean and cheese burrito. Like, th there's different things you put, like, okay, a burrito. That's like going and ordering, can I get two sandwiches? What kind of sandwich you going to get? There's a lot of things you can put between bread, right? Just as there's a lot of things you can wrap inside a tortilla and call it a burrito. You don't just go up to a diner and say, give me two sandwiches, please. No, no. Coffee is the only thing you could say. Just give me coffee. I get it. Assumed black, no sugar, unless otherwise stated. But give me two burritos. What? Bad. Bad. And even the end. Like, the, like all of these things. So it's like, like Jason Statham is clearly a badass, right? There's scenes where he's just like calmly walking around with a handgun, shooting people. One shot, one kill, right? Until he gets an automatic weapon, and then he can't hit anything. Right, But before that, when he's got a, a pistol, he's like, one shot, one kill, no problem. Bam, bam, calm, 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 bam, bam, bam. And he's infiltrated this, this, uh, this armored car thing, which you don't know why. You find out why over, over time. And if you understand horrible, lazy movie writing, you can guess what would be something that would propel somebody to go and infiltrate and maybe seek revenge. 
right? There's a, a very common movie trope where somebody, like, experienced a death of somebody close to them, probably related, most likely younger, no longer alive, they have to seek retribution for. So, of course, yes, it was because Statham's kid got killed. And you find out it got killed in this, like, this, this one, one bank truck heist that they, they keep going back to. But it doesn't make any sense. Like, they only have him, his son die, which, by the way, the scene where he, like, where you find out he's got a son, right? There's flashbacks. There's always, like, these flashbacks. It's an interesting way of telling the story for like a heist type of a, a movie kind of not heist but like a bank robbery armored chuck robbery kind of a movie the only interesting part of it but there's a scene where you find out he's got a kid and he goes to pick his kid up at his apartment and it's la it's supposed to be la both of these characters are dressed head to toe pants long sleeves jason statham's character even has a jacket on it is blue skies sunny if you've ever been to la you don't need to be dressed in pants and long sleeves ever. Maybe like three months in winter, you can like have an excuse to put a hoodie on. But he tells his kid to go get his coat. You know, people don't tell each other to get a coat. Weather doesn't change like that in L.A. You look up, and if there's a lot of dark clouds in the sky you probably have already felt that it's a little bit cooler as well. But like, okay, so he tells his kid to go. It's like, clearly this movie was written by somebody that's never spent any time in L.A. Zero, like, this is clearly Guy Ritchie. Who, is the, who wrote this? It's based on a, a film, uh, Le Convoyeur. So it's a remake of a French film, it looks like. But it's written for the screen by Guy Ritchie. So it's clear, Guy Ritchie obviously he's been in L.A., definitely not spent any time there. Like, is a guy that understands, like, U.K. culture? Like, obviously, right? And obviously some of his best films deal with being in the U.K. and the people that live in the U.K. and all that stuff, right? But you're not going to go to L.A. You're not going to tell the audience you're in L.A. and then nothing about the movie feels like L.A. at all. Like a zero L. It's like this movie is constantly trying to gaslight me into thinking it's L.A. And I know it was filmed in L.A. Like you could there's definitely some shots. It's like they're clearly in L.A. But every other aspect of this movie is not L.A. The way people talk is not L.A. The way people dress is not L.A. The fucking burrito order is not L.A. It is ridiculous. Even the crime. Right. Just just think of movies. Think of movies. You think East Coast crime, you think West Coast crime. There is a big difference between crime on the different coasts in the U.S., right? And you have, like, on the East Coast, you have the mob mentality. You have mobs, right? Organized crime, right? You got Sopranos. You got... All that stuff. Maybe like the farthest west those types of movies go is like Las Vegas. You don't really see them that much in L.A. Generally, crime in L.A. is gang-related crime. But all the, the crime in this is very feels very East Coast. 
even similar to the UK. UK has similar, like, a feel, like, these mob type of things, these families. So none of, nothing about this movie feels like L.A. But then the end of this movie, right, like, obviously, there's the big, the, the big job, right? The, and, and Statham is going to try and stop this big job which he's horrible at, right? Gets an automatic weapon, can't hit anybody with a bullet. Like, just his, his ability to aim goes right out the window when he gets anything other than a pistol, right? Horrible. He's not good at stopping this thing. Also, not fun action scenes, right? You think Jason Statham's like, oh, there's going to be some fun hand-to-hand combat. There's going to be some fun action scenes. Like, nope, nope, nope. 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 Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspired Disorder Plus so sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. So everything goes wrong. People die all over the place. Obviously, it's what happens. Action movie. Every movie. Everybody dies for the most part, except for like the main guys, the main bad guy and the main good guy. Except for the main, the reason why the main bad guy is like completely conse- like accidental. There's no plan. There's no like the the fact that Jason Statham is able to confront the guy who killed his son is 100 percent coincidental. Has nothing to do with what Statham does. Has nothing to do with the the type of person that just happened to be the one that killed his son. But that person just happened to be the only survivor. Out of all of the people, out of the hundreds of people that work at this armored car place where so many of them are clearly in on it, the one guy responsible for Statham's son's death death, was the only survivor. And Statham guessed that he would be the only survivor. Because last time Statham saw him, wasn't the only survivor but he guessed and was at his house obviously to get his revenge it makes no sense it makes no sense and my stupid idea of what armored car services do is that they pick up money from a business and transport that money to a bank. But in this movie, there's a depot. 
where all of the armored trucks apparently come and bring all of their money to before it goes to the bank so that they can reorganize the money. They don't even bother to explain why there's a depot, but they're going to hit this armored car service on Black Friday because, of course, in America, Black Friday is the number one shopping day. And, of course, uh, armored cars would be driving on that day to collect the money. Like, it wouldn't be the day after Black Friday. Wouldn't it be that Saturday after Black Friday would be the day that you want to knock over these cars because the, all that money that's coming in on Friday isn't going to be deposited that same day. Let alone be been taken from a business to a depot where there's just racks of money around. It just is like every aspect of this like you like I couldn't turn if I turned my brain off anymore to enjoy this movie I would be dead I would have to remove all activity from my brain for this movie to be like oh that was fun that was entertaining it was not it, it, it's a boring Jason Statham movie it is it's a movie if I didn't know Guy Ritchie directed it would never know guy Ritchie in the past stylish interesting almost sometimes too stylish this there's zero style to this movie it is written horribly it is like it's like oh we got to set it somewhere it's like oh let's set it in LA it's like a movie that at no point feels like LA Nothing about this movie, aside from the movie telling me it's L.A. and then showing me L.A. skylines, feels like the West Coast even, let alone L.A. But yeah, I did not like this movie. Um, thankfully, I didn't have to pay for this movie. You know, it's just a movie that's streaming. I forget where I saw it. Probably, I don't know. Let's see if it says on here. Probably doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I would. I at some point I'm going to do my top five Guy Ritchie movies because I think there's at least five of his movies that I like, and even not, I'll still rank them. I'll watch all of his movies. I'm sure there's some that like I never saw that Robin Hood one. I think I saw parts of it. Stylish though. Was it Robin Hood or was it something else? I don't know. But at some point, I'll do a Guy Ritchie thing because I do love Lockstock and Snatch are amazing. The Gentleman, great. This movie, garbage. Garbage. So anyway, avoid it. It's called Wrath of Man. You don't need to watch it. It is like it's sad that Hartnett is in like there's no point for Hartnett to be in this movie. His character is just so pointless. I think he ends up dying anyway. But it's like he's like a character at the very beginning who's like cool and like, you know, he's like oh, I'm like he's like the cool veteran of this armored truck service. But then the instant something goes bad, he turns into like this whiny, jittery, 
Like, he turns into a completely different guy. Which then makes you think, oh, maybe he's in on the thing. Nope. Not in on it. Just like a character that completely changes, like, when it goes from cool to, like... And I think maybe Guy Ritchie had his actors doing that to have more contrast to show how absolutely calm Jason Statham is and lethal like it's trying to be like Statham is like this John Wick type of a character who's like lethally precise with a handgun until he holds an automatic weapon and then can't hit shit yeah it's dumb it's a dumb movie don't watch it wrath of man New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.